Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a show that explores the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you are on the income or wealth spectrums. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. If you paid attention to any of the business news last week, you probably were like riding or felt like riding a roller coaster. Even if you are not a stock market geek, you likely couldn't avoid hearing about it and its performance, its wild performance, with one day, Wednesday in particular, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropping 800 points, causing many to speculate about a possible recession, and then yet two days later, All of the indices, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ, all closed in positive territory. I want to hone in on that. I want to hone in on the uh, 800-point drop on one day and the, you know, 500-point gain, if you will, uh, just two days later. And I want to use today's episode as an opportunity to talk about the importance of not panicking and how using these moments of uh, media and stock market, if you will, hysteria as really an invitation to prompt you to revisit your plans and your planning. But first, because everything needs a little bit of context, right? So first, let me talk about what caused the panic. And in particular, uh, bring you up to speed if you are not already familiar with what is called the inverted yield curve and why that caused such a roar last week. So that means giving you a little bit of a quick overview of this, you know, how the stock market works, if you will. So when we think about the stock market, typically we're only focused on stocks, i.e. equities, right? Because that's the thing that gets most of our attention. That's the thing that's deemed to be sexier. Whenever, whenever a company is doing an IPO, that's what we're focused on. But we probably should pay um, equal attention and probably some would say even more attention to the bond market. So if companies use stocks slash equities to raise money so that they can invest in different endeavors, right? So they're saying, hey, I'm going to sell this stock. You're going to buy it. And when you buy it now, you are part owner. So you are taking part in when we do well as well as when we don't do well. Whereas with bonds, bonds can be issued by both corporations and governments, and they too are means of raising needed capital for a variety of different investments. But when a corporation or when a government is actually issuing bonds, what they are doing is they are borrowing money. So what happened last week? U.S. Treasuries, and in particular, 10-year Treasuries, they didn't perform like they normally do, meaning If the government issues a 10-year bond, the yield or the return on investment for that that you are going to expect is going to be higher than what you would expect if you were actually buying perhaps a two-year note or maybe even a three-year note. Why? Because you're not parting with your money for as long of a time. So if you're only parting with it for three months or if you're only parting with it for two years, you're not going to have the same expectation 
around what you're going to get in return for giving that up as you would if you were giving your money, giving your money to somebody else, i.e. in this instance, the government for 10 years. So basically it is what you are being given for the opportunity cost of doing that with your money as opposed to doing something else. So what tends to happen is usually the, the yield or the interest on three-month treasuries and two-year treasuries are lower, as is quote-unquote normal, than the 10-year yield. Well, on Wednesday, for a bit of time, that did not happen. <laughs> it was actually flipped, ergo the reference of inverted yield curve because the two-year yield curve was higher than the 10-year yield curve. So while it is not normal, it's not the first time that it happened. And the issue is this, when it tends to happen, that is usually a signal that a recession is coming and coming probably within two years. How do we know that? Patterns, and you know me, I love to pay attention to patterns. I love to get you to pay attention to patterns. And people can um, feel confident about making this sort of declaration, if you will, that, oh, you know, we've probably got a recession on the horizon because when we've had an inverted yield curve, um, one has happened, one being a recession, has happened within that two-year time frame ever since 1955. So we've got a bit of history to kind of prove that that is the case. So Wednesday was uh, predictive of a recession because of what happened that day and because of some other things that have been happening really since about May. But here's the deal, guys. No one knows exactly when we're going to have a recession. No one knows how deep it will be, and no one will know how long it will last. But the ironic thing is that we usually don't even recognize we are in a recession until we are about six months into it. So I wanted to use today's episode again as an invitation to replace panic with a plan. Because when moments like this happen, it is a really good opportunity for you to revisit your plans, to revisit your planning, and to think about what are you doing in three key areas? What are you doing when it pertains to liquidity? What are you doing when it pertains to investing? And what are you doing in, in terms of your debt? So let's focus on liquidity. If we are going to presume that a recession is coming, and we should, even absent what happened on Wednesday, we should presume that a recession is coming because look, we have been riding this wave of a bull market for about 10 years. Yes, we've had some down moments, but nothing you know, to the extent of a recession just yet. But we've had a nice long ride for 10 years. So technically, it's kind of time for a recession to come, if you will. So liquidity. The reason why you want to focus on your liquidity is because you want to be prepared for that from a cash standpoint. You want to make sure that you are prepared. So the common wisdom that has been bantered about for so long is that you should have three to six months, some might even say nine months of living expenses set aside with the idea that a recession is looming and no one knows when, and again, by the time we recognize it, we will have already been in it for about six months, you might wanna actually push that goal of what you have liquid 
to about 12 months, maybe even 16 months. And I know that for some of you, you're like, girl, are you crazy? Just work on it. Do the best that you can. But just, you know, have more than three or six months. Do more than that if possible. Because what you want to do is you want to be in a position so that if a recession does, let me not just say if, when a recession happens, when that occurs, and if it happens alongside a blip in your employment or a blip in your business revenue, you want to be as far ahead of that as possible. So that means making sure that you have more things that are liquid than you have tied up in either the stock market or even um, hard assets. So then that takes us to actually investing in the stock market. Some people panicked last Wednesday and they sold. And my whole thing is don't sell purely based on the performance of one day. Just like if you're buying and selling individual stocks or mutual funds, I hope you have a buying discipline and a buying process. I hope you also then have a selling discipline and a selling process. That should be the trigger for when you sell, not the performance of one day. And by the way, Actually, it would have been great to buy, and it still is great to buy, but it wouldn't, would have been great to buy on Wednesday as opposed to selling. So keep that in mind. And then if it's the case that you have debt, and especially if you feel overwhelmed by it, I am sure that you were doing everything that you possibly can to get out of debt. Keep that up, but also make sure that you are not adding to that outstanding balance. So don't use the cards <laughs> that might have some outstanding balances on them. And I realize that if you're using those cards to sustain daily expenses, that that might be a little bit difficult. But that's when you might have to start thinking about how can you be more creative about money coming in because you don't want to exasperate things, especially if, or not, like I was like, keep wanting to say if when I really want to say when a recession comes and things, you know, begin to uh, constrict, you don't want that constriction to have a negative impact on you and your ability to meet your debt obligations. So when I talk about using this as an opportunity to revisit your plans and your planning, pay attention to all of these things in terms of your liquidity, how you are investing, and your debt. So I just wanted to hop in your ear to you know, remind you, yes, stay informed, but don't panic when we have weeks like we just had. And I know with this podcast, you know, we're, we're supposed to be evergreen in terms of the content. What my hope is that you will receive this message as evergreen, but recognize that it is triggered by a recent event. But we will have, you know, dips throughout because that's just the natural thing that the market does. It goes up, it goes down. Sometimes that up is, you know, a long um, stretch of time and we've got a nice comfy bull market. And at other times, it's not so <laughs> lovely and, and, and long and moving upward, it's downward. And so uh, that's just how the market works. But keep this in mind. People make money when the market is going up and they also make money when the market is going down. So don't just think that because the market is going down that everybody is losing money because that is not the case. And if last week made you feel nervous, then pay attention to what you were feeling nervous about and then take some proactive steps to take to address that. So if you were like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm gonna do. 
um, the, the stock market's going crazy. Everybody's talking about a recession. What should I do? Well, you should really actually spend some time thinking about, well, what is it really that you're asking? Are you saying, what should I do in terms of investing? Are you saying, what should I do in terms of how you're managing your cash flow? Like examine that so that you know really precisely what steps that you need to take so that when the recession comes, you are prepared as possible. So again, I wanted to use this in the moment event to remind you of a uh, evergreen <laughs> approach to managing that in the moment event. So thank you for tuning in as always. I love that when you do that. And um, you know, let us know what you think. Share a comment on Twitter or Instagram when you see that this episode is posted. And by the way, if you are in the New York City area or you're up for coming to New York for um, a one-day pricing retreat, so this is for the entrepreneurs and small business owners listening in, I am hosting a one-day pricing retreat on Friday, October 25th. As you know, pricing is the backbone of your business. And I'm spending the day walking you through a framework to ensure that you are pricing for profit, pricing for value, pricing for sustainability. And here's my really key one, pricing in such a way that you integrate your personal financial needs into your pricing, your business model, and your sales process. And this should not come as a surprise to you. The way that I approach pricing is looking at your relationship with money, the relationship that you have with yourself, with your business, and with the people that you want to serve. So it is definitely going to be a really juicy, fun, but intense day. Um, and I hope that you will consider joining us. So it's going to be for a small, intimate group, no more than 10 people. If you're curious, you can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash retreat. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash retreat. I'm getting on the phone call with everybody that's interested just to make sure it's a proper fit. So there's no obligation. Just check out the page, schedule a phone call, and we'll take it from there. So again, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Remember, don't panic, plan. And if we're not already connected on social media, just put my name in the search bar for Twitter and Instagram, and my respective handles will come up. And I look forward to being connected with you there as well. Until next time, remember, it is about more than money. Mm -hmm.